Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Daniel, and we're in chapter 11. As you'll remember from last time, in chapter 10, Daniel had a messenger sent to him, an angel, explaining the vision that he had been given. And you'll remember that um, that person, that angel, had been detained for 21 days because the prince of Persia had resisted him that Michael, one of the chief princes, had come to help. So that man here is speaking, that messenger, angel, uh, person, the one who interpreted the vision. And as chapter 10 ends and it transfers into chapter 11, it says again, So he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. And then in parentheses, no one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. And then it transitions into verse 1 of chapter 11. And in the first year of Darius the Mede, I took my stand to support and protect him. Now then, I tell you the truth. Three more kings will appear in Persia, and then a fourth who will be far richer than all the others. When he has gained power by his wealth, he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king will appear, who will rule with great power and do as he pleases. And this mighty king is actually Alexander the Great, and he rules from 336 to 323. It says, after he has appeared, his empire will be broken up and parceled out toward the four winds of heaven. It will not go to his descendants, nor will it have the power he exercised, because his empire will be uprooted and given to others. And what we know is that it's actually dispersed into four different ruling sectors. And so this chapter actually goes through and discusses the different offshoots of his kingdom and who battles for position to rule over them. Picking up in verse 5, it says the king of the south will become strong, but one of his commanders will become even stronger than he and will rule his own kingdom with great power. And this is talking about the king of the south was in 323 to 285 is his lifespan. His name is Ptolemy I Soter, and his commander is Seleucus I Nicator. And you'll have to forgive me again if I am mispronouncing any of these people's names. And he ruled from 311 to 280. And so picking up in verse 6, it says, After some years they will become allies. The daughter of the king of the south will go to the king of the north to make an alliance, but she will not retain her power, and he and his power will not last. In those days she will be handed over together with her royal escort and her father and the one who supported her. So this is actually talking about a a lady named Bernice, who's daughter of Ptolemy II Philadelphus, and they are from Egypt. And I I really encourage you to go through and extensively research this chapter because biblical scholars have broken this down and interpreted and explained who each ruler is and all of the people and the times of their reign. The Ptolemies are a group of people that were uh, Macedonian and Greek. And then the Seleucids, uh, these are the people of Syria. And so when the kingdom was divided, the northern uh, portion is called 
uh, the land for where the Seleucids are, and then in the south, uh, that is the land ruled by the Ptolemies. And so picking up in verse 7, it says, One of her family line will arise to take her place. He will attack the forces of the king of the north and enter his fortress. He will fight against them and be victorious. He will also seize their gods, their metal images, and their valuable articles of silver and gold and carry them off to Egypt. For some years he will leave the king of the north alone. So this is talking about Bernice's brother, Ptolemy Third, and his name was Eurgetes. And then it says, the king of the north will invade the realm of the king of the south, but will retreat to his own country. His sons will prepare for war and assemble a great army, which will sweep on like an irresistible flood and carry the battle as far as his fortress. And this being the sons being Seleucus III, Serranus, and Antiochus III. Again, this is all spoken as prophetic word, but because it's already happened, uh, biblical scholars have been able to look back, historians, everyone can go back and see the actual fulfillment of this prophetic word and determine who all these people were that he was speaking about. So it says that the king of the south will march out in a rage and fight against the king of the north, who will raise a large army, but it will be defeated. When the army is carried off, the king of the south will be filled with pride and will slaughter many thousands, yet he will not remain triumphant. For the king of the north will muster another army larger than the first, and after several years he will advance with a huge army fully equipped. So this is talking about um, Ptolemy the Fourth, Philippator, and Antiochus the Third uh, being defeated. It's the historian named Polybius records that Antiochus lost nearly ten thousand infantrymen at a place called Raphia. So then picking up in verse 14, In those times many will rise against the king of the south. The violent men among your own people will rebel in fulfillment of the vision, but without success. Then the king of the north will come and build up siege ramps and will capture a fortified city. The forces of the south will be powerless to resist. Even their best troops will not have the strength to stand. And so at this time, the king of the south being Ptolemy the fifth Epiphanes, and he ruled from 203 to 181 BC. And this is a man who was known to be violent. Now picking up in verse 16, it says the invader will do as he pleases and no one will be able to stand against him. And of course, that is talking about Antiochus. He will establish himself in the beautiful land and will have the power to destroy it. It says that he will determine to come with the might of his entire kingdom and will make an alliance with the king of the south, and he will give him a daughter in marriage in order to overthrow the kingdom. But his plans will not succeed. And this daughter that they're referring to is actually Cleopatra I. Cleopatra I is obviously not the Cleopatra we know about from the time of Julius Caesar in the Roman Empire, but she is, of course, a descendant of this Cleopatra. It says, Then he will turn his attention to the coastlands and will take many of them, but a commander will put an end to his insolence and will turn his insolence back upon him. After this, he will turn back towards the fortresses of his own country, but will stumble and fall to be seen no more. His successor will send out a tax collector to maintain the royal splendor. 
In a few years, however, he will be destroyed, yet not in anger or in battle. So his successor is Seleucus IV, Philopater, son and successor of Antiochus the Great. And it says that he will be destroyed, but not in anger or battle. In the footnotes, it says that his finance minister um, created a conspiracy to overthrow him. It says in verse 21, he will be succeeded by a contemptible person who has not been given the honor of royalty. He will invade the kingdom when its people feel secure, and he will seize it through intrigue. Then an overwhelming army will be swept away before him, both it and a prince of the covenant will be destroyed. After coming to an agreement with him, he will act deceitfully, and with only a few people he will rise to power. When the richest provinces feel secure, he will invade them and will achieve what neither his fathers nor his forefathers did. He will distribute plunder, loot, and wealth among his followers. He will plot the overthrow of fortresses, but only for a time. Then picking up in verse 25, we're talking about Ptolemy the sixth. With a large army, he will stir up his strength and courage against the king of the south. The king of the south will wage war with a large and very powerful army, but he will not be able to stand because of the plots devised against him. Those who eat from the king's provisions will try to destroy him. His army will be swept away and many will fall in battle. The two kings, with their hearts bent on evil, will sit at the same table and lie to each other, but to no avail, because an end will still come. At the appointed time. These two kings are Antiochus and Ptolemy, who was living in Antiochus's custody. So it says the king of the north will return to his own country with great wealth, but his heart will be set against the holy covenant. He will take action against it and then return to his own country. And this is talking about Antiochus the fourth uh, against the holy covenant. That it's referring to in 169 BC, Antiochus plundered the temple in Jerusalem, and he set up a garrison there, and he massacred many Jews. He also set up what's called the abomination that causes desolation, which was in fact a statue of Zeus in the temple. Uh, picking up in verse 29, at the appointed time, he will invade the south again, but this time the outcome will be different from what it was before. Ships of the western coastlands will oppose him, and he will lose heart. Then he will turn back and vent his fury against the Holy Covenant. He will return and show favor to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. His armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortress and will abolish the daily sacrifice. And then this is what I just said. They will set up the abomination that causes desolation. With flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. Those who are wise will instruct many, though for a time they will fall by the sword or be burned or captured or plundered. Picking up in verse 34, it says, When they fall, they will receive a little help, and many who are not sincere will join them. Now, when it says a little help, it's actually referring to an uprising under the leadership of a man named Mattathias and his son Judas Maccabeus. This happened in December of 165, when the altar of the temple was rededicated. Now, this uprising and rededication of the altar in the temple is the reason for the celebration of Hanukkah today. The word Hanukkah actually means dedication. And so here, 
the altar was rededicated at the temple. Now, the miracle involved in Hanukkah, there were multiple miracles involved in Hanukkah, but one of the miracles involved in Hanukkah was that there was only enough oil, it was olive oil, to keep the menorah candles burning for a single day. However, the flames continued to burn for eight nights, leaving the people time to find a fresh supply. So this is obviously why today they celebrate an eight-day festival in regard to um, the celebration of Hanukkah and this miracle of the rededication of the temple. Now that portion of chapter 11 ends with verse 35 when it says, Some of the wise will stumble so that they may be refined, purified, and made spotless until the time of the end, for it will still come at the appointed time. Then moving on to verse 36, this is the end of chapter 11. It is entitled in this section, the king who exalts himself. And so from here, it's actually referring to the Antichrist. So it says, the king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of wrath is completed. For what has been determined must take place. He will show no regard for the God of his fathers or for the one desired by women, nor will he regard any God. So the one desired by women is probably Tammuz, which would have been a fertility goddess. So it says, instead of them, he will honor a God of fortresses, a God unknown to his fathers. He will honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He will attack the mightiest fortresses with the help of a foreign God and will greatly honor those who acknowledge him. He will make them rulers over many people and will distribute the land at a price. At the time of the end, the king of the south will engage him in battle. And the king of the north will storm out against him with chariots and cavalry and a great fleet of ships. He will invade many countries and sweep through them like a flood. He will also invade the beautiful land. Of course, that's Jerusalem. Many countries will fall, but Edom, Moab, and the leaders of Ammon will be delivered from his hand. He will extend his power over many countries. Egypt will not escape. He will gain control of the treasures of gold and silver and the riches of Egypt with the Libyans and the Nubians in submission. But reports from the east and the north will alarm him, and he will set out in a great rage to destroy and annihilate many. He will pitch his royal tents between the seas at the beautiful holy mountain. Yet he will come to his end, and no one will help him. And then picking up in chapter 12, entitled The End Times. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, 
How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, It will be for a time, times, and half a time, and that's three and a half years, when the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand, so I asked my Lord, What will the outcome of all this be? He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. So obviously there's a lot of prophecy in this book. Things that were fulfilled pretty recently from the time of the prophetic word, and then things that have still not even yet been fulfilled. Um, All the way through the kingdoms that came after Babylon, just like the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw that Daniel interpreted, like we discussed, it went from the Babylonians to the Medes and Persians, followed by the Greeks, then the Romans, and finally the extension of Rome. And then here in chapter 12 ends with what is titled the end times. So Daniel, as he said himself, did not fully understand everything that he saw and at times made him completely overwhelmed. And it said to, uh, for him to seal up the things written in this book for the time of the end. And that does end Daniel chapter 12 and it ends the entire book of Daniel. And like I've said a couple of times, I encourage you to do more research into the book of Daniel and understand all of its prophecy and the things that have already been fulfilled. It is absolutely incredible, uh, the prophetic word, especially in regard to the kingdoms that have already been on the earth. And uh, anyway, so that does end the book of Daniel.